1: Welcome to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone is having a great week. Here we are in the month of October. I just want to let everybody know again, thank you for following Sustainable Success, being with us even during our Voice America Influencer days when we were on the Influencer channel. Now we've been on the business channel since... April of this year. And we want to thank those that have been loyal followers and referring the show. We will continue each and every week to bringing in subject matter experts sharing their words, the wisdom and insights to help move your level of influence in business to the next level. If you have any input as to any new uh, content you would like to see on the show, feel free to reach out to us at Chris at Christophersalem.com. If you are new to the show, you found us here at the Biz- voice America business channel, but you could also follow us on Apple, You can follow us on Spotify, also Google Play, and many other areas like iHeart, where you can listen to the show in its entirety each and every week. And also follow us on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. There we've had many of our great guests sharing their words of wisdom and insights, where you can now listen to any of the past shows going back to 2017 at any time. Feel free to follow us there and our show is being brought to you today by alumni direct. Alumni direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types and an opportunity to rekindle old relationships and perhaps meet new people for the first time. And with that being said, we're going to be talking about today developing a leader's mindset. And we're going to be talking with Jason LeDuc and Jason has served 20 years in the United States Air Force and retired in the rank of Lieutenant Colonel in 2015 as an instructor for the Air War College and Air Command Staff College. He prepared officers from the U.S. Air Force, Army, Navy, as well as international students to take on senior leadership positions. Upon retiring from the Air Force, Jason received his Master's of Business Administration with a focus on new venture management from University of Nevada, Las Vegas, through evil genius leadership consultants. He maintains growth as a leader through learning the best practices of various industries as he trains government and corporate clients, nonprofit organizations, and small business owners such as the Uh, such as the United States Air Force, the City of of Henderson, Down Syndrome Organization of Southern Nevada. There's other ones like NHA Global Events and Nevada Justice Association. He's a strong believer in continuing to educate ourselves and is an avid reader in the subjects of leadership, motivation, communication and human behavior to hone his abilities as a facilitator. And without further ado, we welcome Jason LeDuc to the show. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. It is such a pleasure. And I love this particular area about, you know, developing a a leader's mindset. Here at Sustainable Success, we are always, always committed to the foundation of anything successful or sustainable has a foundation. And with a leader, that always starts with the mindset. And, And it takes time to develop a mindset because if we go in with any type of mindset, that might work against us. Jason, talk a little bit from your experience, whether if it's personal, combination of both personal and people you've worked with, why it's important to develop a mindset to be an effective leader.
2: It's so important to develop a mindset. And it's something that, A, we want to develop in ourselves as leaders, but we do more of a service to our team and our organization if we start to develop the future leaders coming up behind us and start to develop their mindset from the moment they join us in the organization whether that's a company whether that is a nonprofit, whether it is a volunteer organization some kind of hobby organization we want to start thinking about our own mindset and the mindset we're developing in future leaders from the very beginning it becomes much harder when we say to people all of a sudden now you're a leader you need to start thinking like a leader And unfortunately, that is how most organizations work. Fortunately, that's not how it works in the US military. From the day you arrive, the first day you put on the uniform, someone is talking to you about leadership, whether you like it or not, from that very first minute. Now, in the early days, your first couple of days, they're often talking about leadership in the context of followership. You're being told what to do. You're not always being told the reasons why you're doing what you're doing, but you're told that it's important and you're doing things like folding your socks a certain way, making your bed a certain way, marching in line a certain way, because the attention to detail, the commitment to excellence, the commitment to getting it as perfect as possible is really important, an important leadership skill for people later on. Because we start with everyone on day one as followership and we're starting to get them to think about what would I do when I'm in the leadership position? So they're starting to think as leaders, even from those very first couple of days. That's one of the things the military does really well. Now, the military also does a lot of, you will do it exactly this way. And so sometimes in the military and in the government, we struggle with innovation when we get... So people later on higher up, further up in their careers. And so that's something that we don't necessarily have that the civilian world has thinking out of the box in terms of innovation. And that's something we need to cultivate in the military later on in careers where we should be starting that somehow with day one as well.
1: Wow, that's great. Jay. You really, really nailed a really established a strong foundation, what we're talking about. So when we talk about, you know, this when we talk about developing, you know, the 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 mindset, this is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not one size fits all. What could be some of the things like as you talked about, you know, in the military, right? You know, in the military, you know, you you're taught certain disciplines and certain habits. And a lot of times those could be instrumental in changing how we think, you know, in the moment, not in the past and the future because, you know, in many cases You got to think, you know, it's a life or death situation in the military. And, you know, you have to be able to be really clear in terms of your thinking to be to make decisive decisions on the spot. But if if we relate that into into the everyday world, you know, in business and in companies of all sizes, what would you say would be like, you know, the the first steps in helping to help a leader, no matter where they're at on their journey, develop their mindset that that's going to allow them to lead more effectively?
2: Yeah the first question i always ask people whenever i start to work with them or whenever we start to have a conversation about leadership is what kind of leader do you want to be leadership is very personal at its core and so it's all important for us to decide what what's the kind of leader i want to be yeah and whatever whatever you choose is okay but think about that make that choice commit to that choice commit to developing the skills traits attitudes, perspectives you need to do that, and then reevaluate that. Am I really being successful being the kind of leader I want to be? Now, many of us are working for somebody else. Many of us are working for a larger organization. Or even if you're an entrepreneur, you have clients you have to serve. You may have shareholders you have to serve. You may have a board that you need to report to. Or if you're in a startup corporation, you hope to be at that point someday, right? Yeah. So One of the things that's very important as we go from that abstract, what kind of leader do I want to be to the more practical and tactical is what are the values of the organization? What are my personal values that I want to embrace as a leader? Do those match? If those don't match, there's going to be some some cognitive dissonance. There's going to be a little bit of a problem. And if the values of the organization you're part of don't match your personal values, it might be time to think about moving on to something else that will have some meaning in your life. Wow. So those organizational and personal values are really, really important. That's that's the touchstone on which everything really relies. The next piece is you want to develop the skill to set and stick to priorities. We've all worked for somebody who everything is kind of shifting. Everything, everything is just as important as everything else. Therefore, everything is always on fire. We're always dealing with whatever is popping up right now because there's nothing that rises to a higher priority level than other things. There's no way to say, let's focus on this and put that aside because this is much more important. This meets our priorities and our priorities match up with our values.
1: Yeah, I love that. If you could talk about, you know, Jason, it's so important about values because a lot of times people take it for granted. thinking, what do values have to do with anything? But our values are so important in, in how they're, not only to, you know, to us, but how it shows up and how we connect with other people. And, and the leader has to be able to connect with other people. And if we can understand our own values and be able to connect to others on a shared value, that, that is so important, if you could go into that.
2: Yeah, values are our touchstone. Values are our North Star, both our personal and our organizational values. This is the foundation of our decision-making process. When we make, that, when we make decisions that don't conform don't comport to the values that we claim we have. The people on our team can see that. Whether it is the those following us, those that, who directly report to us, our peers, our superiors, uh, even folks we know, you know, on an, on an informal level, they can see that when we're making decisions that don't comport to those values, when they don't when they don't match up to those values, and it becomes real hard to build a relationship to connect with people. It's real hard to explain to someone, I need you to go do something when it doesn't appear to be matching up to the values that we say are important to us. I had a really good mentor when I was working at Air War College, and he he always said, values can't just be a poster we put up on the wall. And that was the most concise way I ever heard of, if we claim we have values, we have to live to them. If we're not living to the values, let's have a discussion about what values are important to us and retool, these are these are things that we can do as leaders, we can reevaluate, we can decide that we've moved our organization from one phase to the next and that certain values, maybe being flexible, maybe being thinking outside of the box, maybe, maybe uh, being rapid are not as important as providing excellent customer service, being reliable, being someone we can count on, right? It's okay to reevaluate and make a conscious decision to change our values, change our priorities But what we don't want to do is just whipsaw back and forth every day going, today, this is what we value. Today, this is what our priorities are.
1: Yeah, because it can make it confusing. Yeah, no doubt about it. There's got to be some consistency there. Yeah, no doubt about it. No, I think that is fabulous in what you were sharing. You know, what would be some of the other things that you could share, Jason, from your experience, whether, you know, going back to the military, tying it back into your own personal experiences and also... In the uh, you know in the business world, regardless of size of organizations, how this how when we develop our mindset, how it impacts everything that we do, like from decision making to risk taking to you know problem solving, and you know list goes on and on and on all the things that are necessary that leaders do and help uh, and help other future leaders you know, begin to do for themselves. If you could talk about that,
2: sure. So as you mentioned it it, invo- it impacts everything that we do it impacts our decision making it impacts risk taking it impacts most importantly how we connect with other people at the end of the day leadership is a people business mm. if we're not with other people inspiring them and bringing them along with what we're doing we're not really leading we form teams because we're trying to do something that we can ac- we're trying to accomplish something bigger than we can do on our own If we could do it on our own, we wouldn't be building a team around us to do it. We would just go do it, right? When you are struggling with your mindset, when you don't have your mindset straight, when you're still trying to figure those things out, develop that mindset, the people around you, the ones you're trying to lead and inspire are watching you, and they're wondering where you're going with all of this they don't have the clarity that maybe you have in your mind about why this is important, what the ultimate goal is, what's the impact we're going to make in the world by all doing this together. When we get our leader's mindset straight, then we are able to communicate much more clearly, this is the purpose, this is the meaning, the goodness that we're going to do in the world that comes along from all working together to bring this into reality. Hmm. Awesome.
1: Great share uh, there, Jason. So, and so important. Like, and you covered so many basic things that again, why a lot of times these are taken for that, you know, that taken for granted when we are developing our mindset, we know it's not something that shifts. Like I said before, it doesn't shift like immediately, you know, we can hear it and then, you know, and see other people that are doing it, but but there are going to be things that obviously we have to be able to do to make that shift. Is there something that, that we can do? Like, is it like a daily routine? Is it some kind of, what are the ways that we could start to think differently with, with a different mindset? Like, is that like a daily routine? Cause it, you know, that type of thing. And I know we have about four minutes to break, but I'd like to get, if you could share some things to get started in that area that could really enlighten everybody listening.
2: Yeah, building a mindset, changing your mindset, embracing a new mindset, it, it sounds pretty daunting. And, and it is, it's, it's a lot to take on. I think for anyone who's aspiring to be a leader, the biggest thing you can do, the best thing you can do at the tactical level, the, the what do I do every day to build this mindset? The first thing is make commitments to other people and yourself. Commitments that go along with, that align with that mindset you're trying to achieve. And then follow through on those commitments. And there'll be days when we can't or won't or don't follow through on those commitments we made make to others and especially the ones we make to ourselves. But that's part of life. And so we we learn from it. We move on. We do We do better tomorrow living up to that commitment. So even things as simple as I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to make time to read every night, I'm going to make sure that I – I talk to everyone on my team every day and see how they're doing and see what's going on in their lives outside of work, see what they're struggling with, see what their challenges are, see if I can give them some help with those challenges. It's really important to make sure that we are living up to the commitments we make to others. Which for a lot of us, if we aspire to be leaders, is easy. We know what it's like to be part of a team. It's easy for us to live up to the commitments we make to others sometimes. It's not always as easy to live up to the commitments we make to ourselves. But those are the ones that go all the way back to the beginning where we're trying to live to values. We're trying to set and keep priorities where we're trying to inspire and bring people along to do something good in the world. Living up to the commitments we make to ourselves are going to be the the keys, the key pieces that help us stick to all of those things.
1: Yeah, Yeah. no, no, so true. And I love that, how you said that sometimes it's, we could do this with other people, but we, you know, we we're gonna have to we really be mindful of ourselves to be consistent, because I guess the more consistent that we can be with our, our daily routine and how it shapes the way we think we we become, we can be better leaders through our example and resourcefulness. At least that's what I got from what you shared.
2: Yeah. And you don't need to do this on your own. Accountability partners are great, but one of the best parts about living in the 2020s is we have these little computers that we keep in our pockets that have all these abilities to set reminders and calendars and and go bug us when it's time to live up to one of the commitments that we have. So that's another important thing about leadership. Like I said, it's a people business. You don't need to do this on your own. When you're trying to live to those commitments to yourself and other people, bring people along with you. That's another kind of leadership is, Hey, I'm doing this. I'm trying to improve my mindset. I'm trying to expand my mindset and perspective. Come along with me on this journey and we'll do it together.
1: Well, powerful stuff. And I know you got more to come here. This is just the tip of the iceberg, uh, what you're sharing here. And, you know, everybody, I hope everybody is taking notes. Again, this is very, very important. The foundation of any successful leadership, whether if this is in business or the military, schools, whatever the case may be. Again, great information that Jason is sharing. And you're going to get an opportunity to learn a little bit more on how you can get in touch with Jason here a little bit later in the show. We got to go to break, but when we come right back, we got more to come in terms of developing the leader's mindset. And we'll be right back after the break.
0: What is balance? When it comes
2: to business, you'll find the experts here.
0: Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, Back to Sustainable Success. Welcome
1: back to Sustainable Success. If you're just joining us here, we're here with Jason Leduc. We're talking about developing the leader, leader's mindset. Jason is a leadership strategist. Again, he has worked in the armed forces as well as working with organizations of all sizes, sharing his words of wisdom and insights today with us and how we can develop a leader's mindset. You can listen to this show in its entirety here later today. At the Voice America Business Channel, Jason, you had shared so many great, you know, some information about what, you know, how do we go about developing a leader's mindset? How a certain state of mind or or being can help us to really, you know, how it can impact us in so many areas as leaders with decision making, risk taking, the ability to communicate at a higher level, and so on. And I know we only hit a tip of the iceberg, but if you can share with us. What are some of the challenges or the challenges that that people face to become effective leaders? If that if you could share that because a lot of times if we don't embrace the challenges then how can we learn and grow to really now elevate ourselves as leaders? Please share, you know, anything that you'd like that can enlighten us in that particular area.
2: Yeah, I'd love to. One of the big challenges and we see it all across organizations is with, when young leaders or new leaders go on their journey a little farther, they start taking on more responsibility. When you're a young leader or a new leader, mainly what your, your bosses expect of you is go execute on things I tell you to go do. Go make them happen. And you have a team that's going to help you go make, go make that happen. And that's great when you're when you're starting out in your leadership journey. That's exactly what we want you to do. But it's important to also, like we talked about before, start thinking about what would I do if I were sitting in my boss's chair? What would I do if I were sitting in my boss's boss's chair? Because when you're sitting in your boss's chair or your boss's boss's chair someday – No one's going to tell you exactly what to go do and what to go execute on. Part of your job is going to be to figure out what's important to go execute on based on those values and those priorities we said were so important for the organization and personally. So developing a vision, being able to see a vision, come up with a vision, and communicate that vision is a really important skill that leaders need to develop starting when they're brand new leaders. And we want to, sometimes we work in a world where compliance is really important. In the military, that's like the nuclear missile mission, right? We want everyone doing exactly the right thing, exactly when they're supposed to be doing it, on time. We don't want any deviations from the process for very good reasons, right? When I was working in rapid prototyping in the military, we had to come up with very creative solutions on the fly, whether it was in the lab, out during a test run somewhere in the world, or when we were bringing a capability into operations, we might have to adapt the the tactics, the procedures, or even the technology itself to the new environment. Two very different worlds, both in support of national security objectives. One, you want compliance and do everything exactly by the book. The other, you need to understand what the book says and how you can work within the book in order to achieve a result. And that's what we want people to start thinking about even when their job is just to execute and, and get a team to follow through on what they've been told to do to think about how might i do this differently how might i make this more efficient how might i make this easier on my team and not just those things but what are the impacts to other teams around me what's the impact of the organization yeah. if we make this change here starting to be able to develop develop that ability to think about a vision the objective you're after, not the task you're trying to do is something I always encourage young leaders to at least think about when they're getting started and then have those conversations with their boss about, hey, I've had this idea. What would you think if I followed through on this? I've thought about how it makes our lives better on my team. I've also thought about the impacts it has to you and all the other teams around us.
1: Yeah. And, 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 and when you talk about these challenges, and what you talked about there with you know, you know developing leaders, you know, especially young people, it, this is where communication is imperative. And a lot of times we as people, we think we're communicating, but are we really communicating? Are we really listening to relate and understand it, or is it based on assumption and speculation? And we hear, but we're not listening to what people are really looking for or what they're really saying? Can you just, can you dive a little bit more into the communication, why that is so important that we can't just, you know, based, we can't just assume and speculate things because that's where expectations thrive and fall through the cracks and lead to all the problems that we do have. But again, looking at problems and challenges as a good thing, but if we communicate it effectively in a specific, clear and concise way, we now position ourselves where there's very little room for for assumption and speculation, and we can, in this case, get across the things that are necessary and vice versa to help move people along as leaders and develop them to do the same. If you could share some insights from that, I I, I would we would love to hear that, and and that you know would really solidify everything you're talking about with with the mindset of of, of an effective leader.
2: Yeah, and I think the I think there's two things that are important to remember there. One is communication is a two-way street. Yes. So as a leader, you are communicating to your people, but you also want to be receiving what they have to say to you. In addition to that, if you're a leader who is working for another leader, which most of us are in some capacity in the world, it's also important to listen to what they have to say, but also communicate back up to them to manage up as you know, the, the technical term or the popular term is for it. So it's really important to, to remember that communication is always a two-way street. It's just as important to ask questions, if that's appropriate, and when you're not in a time critical or crisis situation, it's just as important to ask questions to find out what is it we're really trying to accomplish here as it is to communicate to others what it is we're really trying to accomplish here. And that's the key question, right? What is the outcome we're after? What is the impact we're trying to make? What is it that we're really after here? Because if we get told, go do A, B, and C, and we tell our team, go do A, B, and C, we are going to get A, B, and C. And our boss is going to get A, B, and C, and so on up the line, right? If our boss tells us to go do A, B, and C, and we ask our boss, and do what do a b and c get us what are we really trying to accomplish here and we have that real conversation with our boss that managing up conversation now we get to say okay i think a and b make a lot of sense here but what if i throw in a little bit of d to go along with c or i replace c with e i know i'm getting my letters i'm getting down oh that's fine i get i i understand where you're coming from it, it it gives us more room on how we do things to give us the best possible chance of achieving the outcome we're looking for or to make that outcome even better for the larger organization, our customers, the people we serve, the impact of the good we're trying to do in the world. If we understand the outcome we're trying to get as opposed to the task we're trying to do. Same thing when we're communicating to our team as a leader. I want you to go do A, B, and C because this is the outcome I want to get. We need to get any questions any thoughts on doing this what am i missing about are a b or are a b and c really the right way to get to this outcome could we be doing better could we get could we get the outcome with just a and b often our frontline experts doing the work know that answer better than we do as a leader so that two-way communication especially about outcomes and impacts we're trying to make is really the underlying level of communication we want to have the rest Who's going to do it? When's it due? What's, good, you know, what's the outcome? Um, how it's going to get done? That's all stuff that kind of lies on top of what is the outcome we're trying to get. And then there's an underlying, uh, an underlying question of why we're doing it. And sometimes that's appropriate to discuss with everyone and sometimes it's not. In the civilian corporate world, there aren't too many times we can't discuss the why as well. But sometimes that comes along. So don't get wrapped up in why, but let's get wrapped up in what is it we're really trying to achieve. And then we can ask a bunch of other questions on how best to achieve that.
1: No, very well put. And would it be safe to say that, you know, this is where communication is so important? Because there's going to be a lot of things like with the outcome, right? You look at what we're trying to accomplish. And there's going to be things that are within our control and things that are with not within our control to make that happen. So if we get caught up in what we can't control, ooh, that can probably be then then we lose sight of what we can control. Is that where what I'm hearing that if we communicate in a clear, a specific, clear and concise way to what we're aiming to do, we're more likely to be focused on what we can control in each other's role and duties for what we know at that time. Because what we don't know, we may know tomorrow, or a few days from now, or next week, that when we connect the dots can lead to those results that you were talking about, those outcomes.
2: Absolutely. We can control, to a certain extent, what happens on our own team. We can control our relationship with our own boss, our own supervisor. One of the things that new leaders, young leaders will find as they grow, as they move up into positions of more responsibility, is that they're going to be expected to achieve bigger things? And like we said, we don't form teams. we form teams because we're doing things that we can accomplish we can't accomplish all by ourselves, right? We're doing things bigger than we can achieve on our own. As you move up as a leader, you're going to find that your job encompasses not just working with your team, but working with other teams who have their own leaders. And so that communication is going to be really important, that understanding across the board of multiple teams working together to get an outcome. What is the outcome we're trying to get? What is the impact we're trying to make? And one of the things that bosses love is if you guys at your level, guys and girls at your level, can understand the outcome you're trying to get, the impact you're trying to make, all agree on that, and then go forth and do good things together without your boss having to intervene and negotiate between you, bosses love it when you show initiative and go figure things out on your own and come to the boss and go okay all four of us sat down and talked we think we understand what you're asking us to do the outcome you want here's our plan for how all four of us are going to work together to get that done and that means some teams are gonna have to take on a little more than they normally would in this in this uh in this scenario some teams may be doing things completely out of the box of what they're used for some teams may be putting a lot more effort in than others but we all understand the impact we have on each other to get to the outcome we're looking for.
1: Yeah. So powerful and great, great, uh, follow, you know, uh, you know, scenario that you painted there to really illustrate the point and, in and, and, and communication is a work in progress. We're not, you know, this isn't something we become masters at, uh, but it, it starts with one day at a time. Would it be safe to say, Jason, when you were t- saying that, That if we're going to be more um, as leaders, more effective in how we communicate, in this case from a a mind, a a clear mindset, one of clarity and focus, it's important how we communicate to ourselves first, right? Would that be the case? Like in how we, what we're internally saying to ourselves.
2: Yeah, I think self-talk is really important, reminding us what it is we're really out to accomplish, doing that important self-evaluation of. Are my skills up to the task, or do I need to do I need to up my game a little bit in order to bring my team along and develop them as future leaders so that we can all achieve this together? Um, not beating ourselves up. We all have failures. We all have setbacks. Recognizing it, learning from it, being honest with ourselves. We don't want to we don't want to sugarcoat things, but we also don't want to beat ourselves up when we've had a setback. We want to say okay, that could have been better. How could it have been better? Okay, when we when we get back at it tomorrow, I've made some notes. I'm going to talk to the team about that and we're going to get that done.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so so important. So, you know, communicate communicating not only verbally but, you know, writing things down and what you know, just again, if you want to expand on anything that you were talking about again, you know, when it talks about those challenges We talked, you know, communication can always be a a challenge. Is there anything else like that you would like to talk about in that area? Like whether if it's more, you know, more on communication through, you know, emails and written communication, nonverbal communication, or anything else that you would like to share on the challenges?
2: I think there are two. The first one, just to put a button on the communication thing. Communication is important, but the relationships that underlie that communication are really important as well. As leaders, we need to be developing relationships with people. We wanna have good solid professional working relationships with people. We wanna be building trust between ourselves, the people on our team, our bosses, and the other team leaders and teams around us. We wanna be someone that they feel they can count on. We want them to be people that we can count on. So communication is part of that, but what we're really doing is building relationships that way when we have to go ask for someone for something we can have a real dialogue because we have an existing relationship with them if we're waiting to go have that conversation we've never had a conversation with someone and we have to go ask them to jump in and help us or we have to ask them to provide something to us it's going to be much harder to have that communication to communicate that to them because we have no pre-existing relationship with them
1: yeah no it's so true so true Anything else, like when when we talk about, you know, challenges, anything that you would like to share? Because I know we're going to go into the third segment here shortly, and I wanted to kind of go into another, you know, area that you're going to talk about then. Anything else that you can talk about, like, how, you know, that, that's a challenge, that but yet can be turned into an opportunity, you know, in, in terms of how we see things from a leader, a, a, a true leader's mind, a, a healthy mindset?
2: Yes, So one of the things I noticed is that one of the biggest challenges that leaders have as they increase in responsibility is shifting their mindset from a tactical mindset, which is the getting the job done every day, to a strategic mindset. Have you ever heard the phrase, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail? Yeah. right. We see that a lot. And we see it even in the military is people think that thinking strategically is just Taking what I've done in the past and just doing it bigger. But that's that's not really what strategic thinking is. Strategic thinking is opening that mindset, opening that perspective. What are the other inputs that I can take in? What are the other things I can learn? What are other ways I can solve this problem besides what's in my own skill set and my own experience? That's why working with young leaders, it's great to get them to start thinking about what kind of leader do I want to be? How would I do it if I were sitting one, two, three seats up in the chain? so they can start developing their strategic mindset before they have to call upon that skill. It's it's incredible how hard a transition that is. I went through it myself and I honestly didn't go through it until I became an instructor in strategy, even after having gone through the course. So that's something I ask people to start thinking about now is start thinking about strategically, globally, beyond your company, beyond your industry, Beyond your city, state, nation, think about what's really going on in the world. What are the things that influence what's going on in the world? And how does that knowledge help you make decisions and manage risk?
1: Wow, powerful stuff. We hope everybody is taking notes. This is some great information. Again, we highly encourage you to listen to not only this segment, but this entire show in its entirety here later today on demand at the Voice America business channel again and you're going to get an opportunity to meet with jason as he'll be sharing his contact information here later here in the show we got to go to break everybody but when we come right back we got more to come in developing a leadership mindset and why this can be the difference of where you are and where you desire to be in your organization career or taking your level of influence to the next level we'll be right back after the break
0: it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, Back to sustainable success.
1: Hi, welcome back to sustainable success. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct, again a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types, an opportunity to rekindle old relationships or perhaps meet new people for the first time. Again, this is a membership program, meaning it takes all the noise out of social media. Again, you will have an opportunity to not only, uh, you know, have all that noise taken away, but you also will be uh, privy to a wide array of different services available to you as a business owner or something that can enhance something in your career that is normally not available to the general public. If you'd like some more information on Alumni Direct, check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. And they also have a new uh athlete to entrepreneur section they, there, there's a podcast we're showing showing how professional athletes have transitioned to everyday life into everyday careers and this is a great opportunity for you professional athletes to use alumni direct as a way to correspond with others that have made that transition to make your transition more seamless check them out at alumni direct.com that's alumni direct.com Jason, you've shared so much great information about the foundation and developing a leader's mindset. We talked about the challenges and how we can embrace challenges and be able to communicate at a higher level to really understand the importance of connecting on shared values. And you shared so many great insights and how we can develop ourselves and help develop other leaders of the future that are going to take our organizations to the next level. Well, can you talk a little bit now more about the process of developing the, those future leaders? You know, that that process that that's going to help them to really, you know, be the future of the organization and with all the changes that are out of our control in our world and in our industries, how developing these future leaders is going to help navigate through those challenges to see them as opportunities to grow and expand versus react to them?
2: Yeah. Developing future leaders is one of our most important jobs as leaders. It, it's it's just as important as getting the job done, if not more so, because someday you and I are going to move on, right? For whatever reason, we're going to move on to another opportunity. We're going to retire someday. What whatever the Whatever the reason is, we're going to move on to something else. And we want to leave that organization better than we found it. And if we don't set up future leaders to take our job later on, then we aren't leaving it better than we found it. So when we, when we leave it better than we found it, when we develop future leaders, not only do we have someone who can take over our job and we go, but now we've got people who are just like we talked about before. They're thinking about their mindset as a leader. They're thinking about how they can make an impact on the world. They're thinking about the values and priorities that we espouse as part of the organization. And they're finding ways to do a better job, to serve the customer better, to make an impact in a better, more efficient way, or to make more of an impact and do the good in the world that we want to do. So we really get nothing but benefit by taking everyone on our team, treating them as a future leader, and starting to help them develop their leader's mindset as well. Now, that's not easy to do. It's a lot of effort. But as I said, this is one of our most important jobs as leaders, we wanna leave it better than we found it because we're gonna move on someday.
1: And that that makes the business more valuable, correct? Jason, like, I mean, even if it's not a a, a Fortune 500 company, if it's a, even if it's a small company, a small business, a a mid-sized company, maybe it's still private, that would make that business more valuable to the owner if in the event if it had to be sold to another entity it makes it more valuable
2: would it be that case yeah certainly right if you've got a team who understands the big picture of the business even at the frontline working level you know for example right let's say let's say some delivery of an input to what you make is late but you have but you've got a team who understands okay we, know, we also have this alternate source and they can do a rush job and get it over here, right? So your team, understanding that that is within the priorities, that's within the values, understanding that that is within the bounds when you have an emergency like that, for example, your team can go ahead and make that call as long as you've developed the trust with them that A, they feel like they can go ahead and do that, and B, it's, it fits the priorities that you've given them. Now that comes over time. We we develop trust over time with people by giving them increasing amounts of responsibility, letting them prove themselves, and giving them authority to go along with that responsibility. So that's what we're always trying to do is we're developing people with developing people into their own leaders' mindset, developing them as future leaders, is we're always looking for ways to give them even a little bit more bits of responsibility to do their own job. And giving them a little bit more authority to go do that on the round without having to come check with us. That's really the key. You know, trust is a really hard thing. It's a really tricky thing. But in this kind of case, in this business sense, we can build that trust, right? We can give someone a a little bit more responsibility. We can give them a little more authority to go along with that. And we can evaluate. If it doesn't go well, we can bring them in, have that conversation, talk about, what went what went well, what didn't go well, how do we go forward together in the future so that we're consistently building the trust regardless of the outcome. Too many times we give people a bunch of responsibility and either no authority to go with it so they can't get it done and the trust suffers, or we give them a whole bunch of authority with no responsibility to go with it and it gets abused and the trust suffers. So we're just trying to do these things gradually along with lots of conversations, lots of guidance, lots of mentoring which is really what most of our job as leaders should be: guiding and mentoring those future leaders, instead of just telling people what to do and tracking metrics.
1: Yeah, that's so true. So true. And and it's consistency that we're doing that. Correct. Like it's not once in a while that we're being consistent. You know. It, you know. We either if there's planned times that we do during the day or week that we are consistently you know doing those things that are going to help move things forward, like you talked about.
2: Absolutely, and if. And if it's a dynamic environment, you know, a lot of really successful companies, a lot of startups, a lot of companies that are growing rapidly, everything's changing really quickly. Everybody's moving really fast. It doesn't have to be regular and consistent Thursday at 2 p.m. every week. I like to do what we used to call in the Air Force a vector check. I don't know if they still call it that, but I would say, hey, here's what I want you to do. Here's the outcome I want you to have. I'm gonna let you go do this. I'm gonna let you have this authority to go do this. Here's some money. Here's some decision-making authority, anything outside of these kinds of decisions, you have to come talk to me. But before you go do anything, why don't you go put together a plan for how you're gonna do this? And then later in the week, let's set up a time for you to come back and talk to me. We'll evaluate your plan. We'll probably make some tweaks. Then we'll send you to go forward. And then at that meeting, we'll talk about when's the next time we're gonna sit down and talk about this. We don't want to leave people alone and unafraid out there. Yeah. We want we want to, we want want them to know that they are supported by us as their leader. And that if they have a question, if they run into a problem, they can come to us. But a lot of times young leaders think they've got to do it all on their own. So we build this little bit of a a, a break in there, you know, like a brakes on a car to slow things down a little bit and say, let's just come back. Just come back. Let's talk. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you how to do it. Let's just talk about what you're doing. I can give you a little bit of feedback.
1: No, I love that. It, it, you have to create, no matter what size organization, even if it's a small business, you got to create a psychologically safe space. You're not pleasing and enabling anyone, but you're you're leading from empathy and kindness and creating that environment that hey, I, I you know I, I I'm going to say that I don't understand this. You now you know normally I would be afraid because I, you might think I'm incompetent or not bright enough for this position but I truly just don't understand something. And I feel safe that I can say it to you as the leader, because now you're going to help me to help myself get better at that. That's what I heard. If that's, if I'm not mistaken.
2: And it's really important not to treat this as, okay, I'm going to let them go make a plan. Then they're going to come back and I'm going to tell them exactly how I want them to do it. Right. That's not developing them as leaders. That's not developing their as leaders mindset. What we really want to do is when they bring back that plan or when they bring that question, we want to ask them a lot of questions. Have you considered this? What are the external factors that will influence this? Who are the people that will be impacted by this? Because I remember being a young leader in the Air Force, a young lieutenant thinking about, okay, I'm going to go get it done. And I'm going to steamroll right through it to get to that, to get to that outcome as quick as I can, because I want to get on to the next challenge. And so young leaders, I know myself, I didn't think about who will be impacted. Um, you know, what, what other external factors are here, right? I was just trying to brute force my way through things. That's not everybody. But those are the kinds of questions as leaders we want to ask as we're developing leaders. Make sure they're thinking about these things instead of just giving them the answer, give them some things to think about and then let them go figure it out on their own. And then if we get into an emergency, sure, let's step in. But let's use that as a learning experience as well. Say, okay, this got away from us a little bit. How can we do this better in the future?
1: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I love it. Anything else that you know? As you talk about developing future leaders, you know, we have this, you know, the you know the new generation. We got you know millennials now stepping up into the thick roles that the Gen X had, you know, that originally then the baby boomers had, and then now you got the Gen Z kind of like those in those tactical roles, but maybe perhaps at an early stage in terms of management. You talked about, again, the importance of communication and team engagement, learning from mistakes, and so on. Any other things that you see for the future where that's going to separate an organization from being here? And I know everybody can't see what I'm doing, but let's just say, you know, it's like playing it safe, average, and really playing at a bigger level. Anything else that you could share? Uh, there, Jason, that could really enlighten those leaders listening and and those aspiring to step into those roles to
2: lead more effectively with the
1: right mindset?
2: I think there's two things. The first is people, people, regardless of their generation, have different communication styles. They have different expectations of how they're going to be communicated with. They're going to have different expectations of how they communicate to other people. We treat that as a generational problem now, but that's really always been the case. People from different backgrounds and different perspectives have different expectations about communication. So I think for leaders at all levels from the frontline all the way up to the C-suite, understand how we communicate is important that people have expectations about that and that we, we have to build relationships and communicate effectively regardless of what those expectations are. So it it may require some changes, old guys like me, it may require some changes on my on my part, not necessarily on how I not necessarily on what I communicate, but how I communicate and most importantly how I'm evaluating is the communication taking place. That's the that's the first thing. I'm trying to remember what the second thing was now. <laughs> oh take your expectation, time. expectations expectations on communication. Yeah. This is an opportunity. These generational differences. And at the end of the day, most generations aren't all that different, right? We all we all had a technology that changed our lives. Even going back to our parents, right? Our parents and grandparents. There was a technology that came along and changed our life. There was some tragic event we all watched on live television. There, you know, there were cultural forces that changed. All those kinds of things. Every generation has things. We're really more alike than we are different. The events were different, the technologies were different, the social aspects were different, but we all have them and that's something we can bond over. But these generational differences or issues or opportunities as you like to call them, um, this gives us an opportunity to think strategically, to expand our strategic mindset. How does this generation think about something that I think about maybe in a different way? Because chances are, if we want to, our business to be successful, even if our customers are from a previous generation, if we want this company to go on or this organization to live on and have customers or donors or people that it serves later on, we've got to open our minds and do our strategic thinking about how in the future are we going to serve that future generation. How are we going to bring in employees and team members from that future generation? How are we going to get all of these generations? Because it is—it's all the Gen yeah. Zers to baby boomers who are still working now, all working side by side. Absolutely. And that requires to us. Uh, that requires us to challenge ourselves to think strategically. No, absolutely. We can't absolutely. use the same hammer to drive in the same nails we did twenty years ago. We need a whole toolbox to complete the project, to build what it is we're trying to build. Jason, this is
1: powerful stuff. I know we're near the end of the show. We just have about a minute and a half left in the show, but I want to make sure that you have that time to leave the audience. First of all, we want to thank you for taking the time, for being here on sustainable success, sharing your words of wisdom. How do people get to get in contact with you, what you're up to and anything that you'd like to leave them?
2: Yeah. So the company is Jason LaDuke Leadership Consultants. Speaking of mistakes, I won't beat myself up over. I sent you a bio that I didn't. I changed all the back end of it, but I didn't change the company name in it. So I won't beat myself up over that. I'll just fix it. But the company is Jason LaDuke Leadership Consultants. Search for us everywhere. LaDuke Leadership on social media. We are on YouTube. We just started a new podcast in the last month called The Leader's Mindset. And we bring in Leaders from corporate, government, entrepreneurs, startup founders, small business owners—we're bringing in anyone who is leading a team and trying to have an impact in the world. We're talking about how they're leading their teams and building those teams to create that impact.
1: Wow! Well, we highly encourage everybody to reach out to Jason. Check out his podcast. Get on the list to subscribe to it. Also, reach out to Jason Leduc Leadership. Again, we're going to have Jason back on on a future show because we've only hit the tip of the iceberg with this one and developing a leadership's mindset. Again, Jason, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate your time here today. Thank you for having me. And thank you, listeners, joining us here at the Sustainable Success here at the Voice American Business Channel. We are committed to bringing in subject matter experts like Jason in each and every week. Again, we hope everyone enjoys uh, the rest of the week, listen to this show in its entirety, and we'll see you next week at Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. East Coast time. Have a great day, everybody.
0: Thank you for tuning into Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an incredible week.